another edition of the Battling Pickle Podcast. This is the podcast feed where I, Dr. John Westfall, record information for all of my classes. And so whatever you're taking from me, you get information in this feed. And if you're just someone that's interested in psychology or first year seminar, this feed will also be of interest to you. Remember, the podcast is interactive. You can always leave me a message at anchor.fm slash battling pickle. And today we're going to talk about statistics. Well, if you are with me after the jump, uh, after the music cuts off, then I assume statistics did not scare you away when you heard it in the title. And that's a great thing because you're probably in my statistics class. That might be one reason why you're listening to this feed. Uh, or you might just find statistics interesting. And this podcast episode is sort of an introduction to statistics. Why do we study them? What are the sorts of things that we're going to be thinking about? It roughly aligns with some of the material in the first chapter of the textbook we use for statistics. We're using Graviter's uh, Statistics for the Behavioral Sciences, ninth edition. But this is just some good general information. And right now, as I record this, statistics, as they have been for the last year, are in the news because we are still recovering from COVID-19 and the Delta variant is out there. And the Delta variant, by the time you might be listening to this, the first week of uh, classes, I'm recording this on July 26th, but it's quite possible you'll be listening to this on August 17th, 18th, and the world might be completely different by then. We just, uh, we don't know. But statistics is something that is going to be talked about quite a bit, and it's why you're taking a class if you're in that class. Remember that statistics really is just a way of using data to understand a situation. It's really not anything more interesting than that. If we could get information about the entire world at one time, we wouldn't need what we call statistics because we would simply know the state of the world. You know, if I could go out and literally ask every single person what they think about X, you know, maybe we use COVID-19. If I go out and I could survey every single person in the world and say, what do you feel about, uh, you know, COVID-19? Is it dangerous or not dangerous? Just a very simple question. Dangerous, not dangerous. Most people uh, will likely say dangerous, but I don't know how many unless I could get that whole uh, world population. And if I can get the whole world population, then I don't call it a statistic, I call it a parameter. And I know that you know 95% of the planet when you ask says it's dangerous and 5% says it's not dangerous. I don't know if that's the true number, I just made that up. And no one will ever know if that's the true number because it's really hard to get population parameters. Populations can be defined however I want, but they're typically pretty big groups. You know, the whole world is a population. I could make my population a smaller group that's still pretty big, like the whole population of students at Delta State University. That's still a large number, uh, but it's, a, you know, maybe more manageable. So since we cannot get all of the people in the world, or even maybe all of the students at Delta State University, I typically have to go with a statistic off of a sample. So instead of grabbing everyone, I grab 50 people and I ask them, dangerous or not dangerous? Simple choice question. I get maybe 95% of them say dangerous, 5% say not dangerous. Now I have information 
and it's statistical information. It's what we call a descriptive statistic because it really just describes what the um, you know data is showing me, and it tells me 95% say dangerous, 5% say not dangerous. But since I don't know what the whole population would say, I know that there's some error in this. You know, maybe the true population is, you know, would say 95.4% say dangerous and 90, uh, you know, or 4.6 say not dangerous. Maybe that's the true population. There's always going to be this drift, is what I'm getting at, between statistics, which are based on samples, and parameters, which would be something usually only God would know because it would require me to get everything from the entire world. And as I mentioned, we can separate these roughly into two kinds of categories, things that describe the world. So percentages, averages, number of people who say this, number of people who say that, that's a descriptive statistic. It describes the world. Or I can talk about this in terms of an inferential statistic, which is something that I can use to make a decision off of. And this is where we get into some trouble in statistics courses. This is actually where you're going to spend the majority of this class is figuring out what can I conclude by looking at these numbers. So let's take my 95% think it's dangerous example. If 95% of the population thinks that something is dangerous, does that have a sufficient number of, you know, agreement for someone to say that you should take action? Well, on the surface of it, there's nothing that tells me yes or no. I have to think about it from my perspective, whatever that might be. If I'm a, a researcher or if I'm a public health person, 95% might be well above the bar where I say, you know what, I need, to, I need to work on this, or I need to take action on this. But what if it's 50-50? Or what if it's 40-60? Or what if it is 45-55? Now it gets a little harder to know, do I take action on that? Is there anything to do? Is there not something to do? And that's where we can't just use descriptive statistics. I just don't simply have enough information. I need to use a test that we call a statistical test to decide is something actually different? Is there a larger group than chance? Is there a smaller group than chance? And we'll get into all of that later this semester. So for the first part of this class, you're going to be hearing a lot about descriptive statistics, and then later on, we will get into these inferential statistics. For now, just know that descriptive statistics are things like averages, percentages, frequencies, and inferential statistics are tests that we run, and we use the results of those tests to decide what we're going to do. This brings up a very, very important point that you will hear over and over again in statistics courses. And that is, simply put, as correlation does not describe or imply causation. Correlation is not causation. You'll even see this written in various places where people put correlation and then a not equal sign causation. So what does this mean? Well, this means that 
just because two things move together doesn't mean one of them caused the other to move. I'll give you a correlation that is a, a really classic example that comes up in a lot of uh, textbooks. And that is the correlation between the number of murders in a city and the ice cream sales in that city. This is a true correlation. As murder rate goes up, ice cream sales also go up. Why is that? Well, does it mean that uh, there's a causal link? Does it mean that murderers really love ice cream? And so, uh, you know, you get to murdering and then you're like, I just got to have some ice cream right now because, you know, all that murdering made me really want some ice cream. That doesn't seem likely. Uh, and also, it also doesn't seem like eating a bunch of ice cream makes you want to murder someone. If anything, maybe it makes you less likely to murder them. Ice cream's pretty good. Um, those two arguments, that murdering someone makes you want ice cream or eating a bunch of ice cream makes you want to murder someone, those are causal arguments. And we cannot take those from just the correlation of ice cream sales to murder rate. Turns out that there is a third variable that also is correlated with both of those, and that is the temperature of the outside uh, air. And that typically goes up as well. So what do you find? You find that in the summer, when it's hotter, tempers actually do run higher, murder rates go up. In the winter, when it's colder, murder rates are typically down and ice cream sales are down as well. So if we were to say, that correlation did imply causation, we would have all of these crazy things about the world. You know, as, as ice cream sales go up, you better watch out. That's when murdering happens. No, it's that they are correlated. And you can see examples of correlation in many, many places that are not causal. In fact, one of the uh, best examples um, that I think uh, I like to use is off of a website that I'm actually looking up right now. Um, that the whole point of this person's website, it's called Spurious Correlations by Tyler Vegan, and I'll put a link to his uh, webpage in our show notes for this class. But the whole interesting thing about his uh, correlations is that they are Correlations that are highly correlated, but they have no correlation, no causal link to them. So one of the classics that people use is the number of people who drowned by falling into a pool correlates with the films Nicolas Cage appeared in. And what you find is that as Nicolas Cage appeared in more films, there were more people that died by falling into a pool. Does that mean that People were watching Nicolas Cage movies and thought, oh, this is horrible, and fought, walked into a pool thinking about that and drowned. Or that when people fell into a pool and drowned, somehow the universe said, you know what, we need to have more Nicolas Cage movies. No, neither of those is true. It is simply that correlation does not equal causation. And that's really important right now in looking at all of the things regarding COVID-19 because there are a lot of things that are correlated, but we don't know if they're causal. You know, we know that in areas that have higher levels of vaccination, there are fewer cases of the Delta variant. Is that causal? It looks like it might be because the numbers are so lopsided. 
you know, nine out of 10 people who are showing up in the hospital with the Delta variant right now aren't vaccinated. So it certainly looks like there's a, car, a, causal, a causal argument there. Get vaccinated, less likely to be in the hospital. But if the numbers were smaller, you know, if it was five out of 10 people that show up in the hospital are unvaccinated and five are vaccinated, we wouldn't be able to say that there's a likely causal link there. We would say it looks more like a correlation. And we know that last year there were a lot of things that people were doing that we had no idea if they were effective or not. They were correlated with perhaps uh, virus rates, but they weren't causal. So, so far, we've covered two major points in this podcast episode. We've talked about how we often can't listen to the whole population because it's just too many people. The population is too big. So we have to go off of samples. Whenever we have samples, we have error because we don't know what the true version of the world is. And we've also talked about correlation not being causation. And there's one last bit that I want to talk about. And that is the measurement scale that we use when we're actually looking at statistical information. So remember earlier, I said that, uh, you know, I could ask people just their thoughts about COVID-19. Is it dangerous or not dangerous? When I ask a question like that, dangerous, not dangerous, that's what we call a nominal measurement scale. It's just categories. Dangerous, not dangerous. There's no value with them. There's no weight to them. Uh, it's like male and female, yes and no, high and low. Those are just categories. And while this is the easiest thing to get data on, you know, what percentage of people agree with this, what percentage of people don't agree with this, etc., it doesn't give me a whole lot of information. On the other end of the equation, I could have what's called an interval or ratio scale. An interval ratio scale has weight to it. It has numerical value to it. So, for example, I could ask you on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being very low risk and 10 being extremely high risk, how risky do you think this behavior is? And you would give me a number between 1 and 10. That's an interval scale because I can basically make the assumption that for most people, the difference between a two and a three is roughly equal to the size of difference between a seven and an eight. And if you say that eight is your level of risk and someone else says three is their level of risk, I can make a statement that some people are much more um, thinking about this as a risky statement versus others. Now, one of the nice things about interval and ratio scales is that because they give us this additional information, we also can use it in those interval or in those inferential statistics I talked about earlier. And we will definitely do that throughout this semester. So to sum things up in this podcast episode, which has lasted you know, around 15 minutes, which is where I usually aim for these things to go. Populations have parameters. This would be me going out to the whole world and asking, is this dangerous or not? But most of the time, I can't go out and ask the whole world a question. I don't have that much money. I don't have that much time. I don't have that ability to do that. So I have to go to a sample of people, 50, 100, 200, even 1,000 people. And when I do that, there's a chance that I have error. There has to be error because I don't know the true number. 
And it'd be very, very strange if I got it spot on. So statistics are information about a sample. Parameters are information about a population. When I get my statistics, I then have to remember that a correlation is not a causation. So when I look at the spurious correlations charts that Tyler Vegan has, uh, you know, he's got one here that is the per capita consumption of mozzarella cheese and civil engineering doctorates awarded. Those are correlated uh, very, very highly. We do not we do not conclude from that that eating mozzarella cheese makes you want to get a doctorate in civil engineering or people who get doctorates in civil engineering really love mozzarella cheese. We just know that in the world, some numbers go together. As one thing goes up, another goes up. Just happens. So correlation does not imply causation. And finally, the last point that I talked about was measurement scales. The idea that asking, do you think this is dangerous, yes or no, is nominal data. It is not very uh, powerful data, but it's very quick to get. Yes, no, it's easy to record. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being very risky, 10 being very uh, not risky, I kind of switched it from an earlier example, uh, that's interval. And there are even ordinal scales, which have uh, more weight to them. So something where zero literally means nothing. So your weight, uh, you know, if you have zero on the scale, you don't exist. Uh, if you have 20 pounds on the scale, you're very thin. Uh, you should eat some more. If you have 120 on the scale, you are 100 pounds heavier than someone who had 20 and that is a real number, and that's an ordinal measurement. So be thinking about some of these things. Uh, if you are in my statistics course, uh, you've got the first chapter of the Graviter text that is assigned for this week. This podcast is up on that same week. Uh, please do read through that. You do need to know that material. It's important material to know. Some of it will appear in the first lab, and some of it will appear on the homeworks. If you have questions about any of these things, though, definitely reach out to me. And that's whether you're one of my students or not. Uh, if you want to give me more information uh, about a question you have about statistics, I'm happy to answer that, whether you're a student or not. If you're a student, you can send it through Canvas. And if you are not a student, you can send me a message through anchor.fm slash battlingpickle. And with that, this has been an episode of the Battling Pickle podcast. This is episode 10, and it's the first one that I've done that kind of focuses on statistics. There'll be more of these throughout the semester. There's also going to be some on other topics. Uh, we'll see how those go. If you have any questions, please reach out. Remember, you can go to Battling Pickles uh, or the podcast's homepage, which is anchor.fm slash battlingpickle. And you can also reach out to me over social media. I'm at John Westfall on Twitter. Have a great day.